1: For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.
0: Hello, you're listening to Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim. And this week, we're bringing you our review of documentary film River, plus covering off all the latest movie and trailer news. I'm Tim Ifland, movie buff.
2: And I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist.
0: And we love to talk all things movies. We do.
2: And River takes viewers on a cinematic and musical journey through time to show how rivers have shaped our landscapes and human existence. Spanning six continents, the film honours the wildness of rivers but also recognises their vulnerability, drawing on contemporary cinematography to explore these waterways on scales and from perspectives never seen before.
0: Never seen before indeed. Mm. River is directed by Jennifer Petum, who has brought us Mountain and Sherpa documentary films, and Joseph Nizetti. written by Petum, Nizetti, and Robert McFarlane.
2: And the film is narrated by the one and only Willem Defoe.
0: Now, before we go anywhere else, mm. when I was preparing for this episode, I had a really random note. Yeah. And I don't know where it came from, but I have a feeling it's something that you whispered to me while we were watching. <laughs> oh dear, and
2: what it, was and it? And it
0: said, Willem Dafoe, his juicy J's. Was that no,
2: something that you said was, to me? No, it was juicy S's. And he said it in the film. Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: Oh, Tim, so, your penmanship is terrible. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, he said he said he has juicy S's, which he does.
0: He does. He
2: does. And if you need a narrator, Willem Dafoe is a great choice, isn't he, yeah. with his juicy
0: S's. <laughs> juicy S's, not juicy J's, although he could maybe yeah, yeah. look to that next time.
2: The only <laughs> one better would be Morgan Freeman.
0: Oh, God himself.
2: And I just loved in this film hearing Willem Dafoe say things like, Lush and flourish and well springs of wonders. This is a Willem
0: Dafoe (laughs) fan club right now.
2: (laughs) The film is very poetic in its narration.
0: Beautiful. Yeah.
2: Let me go back to the beginning though. Okay. So the film opens with a quote that I found really compelling. Mm. Thousands have lived without love, not one without water. Mm. And that's from American poet, W.H. Alden.
0: It sets up the film to say that this one is for all of us a universal tale of history, science, and wonder. And I was thinking about that quote long after the credits rolled because it's just so beautiful and simple, Mm. isn't
2: it? It's described often as an orchestral Mm. film. And it's part of a planned trilogy, apparently, including Petum's Mountain, which explores the impact of landscape on the human heart. Isn't that wonderful? I love it. I can't wait to see what the next one's going to be.
0: For me, I found this film was really accessible. And yeah. how it approached the subject matter of rivers, simply put. Mm. It taught me so much. It wasn't preachy. Yes. Um, and it had a good runtime of 75 minutes. So you were in, you're out, and you felt really informed off the back of it. Yeah. It got me thinking. Did it get you thinking?
2: Absolutely. Like you said, it doesn't beat you over the head with a political agenda. It mm. just is. Yeah. Like nature. Yeah. And and it is the right length for a project like this, as you mm. said, 75 minutes.
0: For those listening, there's pretty horrendous things happening all around the world, but we're having a one in a 500 year flood event in Northern New South Wales and Queensland at the moment. And I found this film quite emotional and a little triggering seeing news footage and mm. people, Australians being so devastated by these floods and a part of this film talks about, you know, how rivers yeah. can nurture humanity, but also destroy humanity.
2: And also when you say destroy, mm. a lot of that comes down to human interference, Indeed. which I didn't realise, you know, we, we're harnessing the power of rivers mm. with dams, yes, which are actually quite damaging. To rivers. I would never knew that.
0: I never fully understood what dams did and certainly not the damage that they caused. They talk about in the film that dams strip a river mm. of the sediment and the nutrients flowing downstream mm. to f- like feed plants, animals, and ultimately uh, nurture us as yeah. human beings. So I was pretty angry when I was learning things yeah. like that in this film.
2: There was an interesting line in the narration that says – dams drown rivers. Isn't that yeah. an interesting way to put it?
0: Again, brings it back to the point you made earlier, how poetic the narration mm. is. Uh, really simply put, it, it it like hits you in the feels.
2: Yeah. And you find it fascinating as well. Mm. I wondered why rivers, you know, right. but rivers I guess are the arteries of the planet and humanity, but we clog and choke them with our incessant need to control everything and mm. progress. And that's the message I took away from this film, controlling rivers has changed the course of human history. It's yeah. it's eye-opening.
0: Yeah. You learn real the real power of rivers and that we have to obey water and its laws. And, and there are some beautiful cultures that worship its sacred power, mm. but then there are others, you know, in civilization that take advantage of it.
2: Another purpose of this film was that, you know, experiencing nature, whether in life or, or through the screen mm. – can hopefully shift the way we think about the environment and our impact on it. And it certainly made me contemplate how we can better honour this vital resource.
0: And that is such an integral ingredient of documentaries. There's always some sort of call to arms yeah, or some sort of message that it's encouraging you to take away yeah. when the lights go up and to do something big or small to know that it's important and that it's not about someone else up there. Mm. It's about all of us.
2: Yeah. And the directors have said they hope that River prompts the audience to contemplate what it means to think like a river, to dream downstream in time to the longer-term consequences of our actions in the present, you know, to contemplate what it means to be good ancestors. And doesn't that just inspire you to do
0: exactly that? 100%. Be better? Be better. That's what I want to be every day stumble a lot be better do better better.
2: it's tough to make a film like this though that sits outside the usual confines of a documentary structure Mm. it really needs some kind of cohesive story to bring it all together otherwise it just ends up being a laptop screensaver right do you think the story was cohesive enough like i mean because you're covering such a massive amount of time in human history Mm. you just need to hit those touch points
0: Yeah, Uh, Joanne McGowan, the producer, says being released from those documentary conventions is liberating but also makes it more challenging to develop a cohesive story. Mm. I think it did well to answer your question. Yeah,
2: the narration is fairly sparse too. Mm. So it's, it's a challenging thing to condense thousands of years of human history into one short film. And as we've talked about, there's a poetry to the narration that's lovely but I found myself actually tuning out in favour of the imagery. Mm. It's like an essay in film form, which can become dull if you aren't open to it. But the imagery really carries it, really elevates it actually.
0: 100%. They used a whole lot of uh, techniques to capture these stunning images. Drone footage was used beautifully. Mm. Also satellite filming as well. And you mentioned... That rivers are the arteries of the planet. And mm. through those means of telling a story visually, you really got to see the the arteries mm. that I've never I've never seen like that in my yeah, in my life. They actually
2: literally looked like arteries. Yeah. There was one point as well that I found really amazing. And it was a shot of a desert with an oasis in the middle. Mm. And isn't it amazing that water can do that, can create an oasis of greenery yeah. in the middle of a desert.
0: Water is unstoppable. That's such a good thing to point out. And how water is obviously realised in so many forms. One of the most breathtaking moments for me from a cinematography Mm -hmm. perspective was the use of drones when it was flying through the cracks of a glacier. Yes. And the music was just sweeping you along with it.
2: I'm glad you mentioned the drone footage because the bit that stood out for me was flying along the river as it rushes along. You know, we're oh, going with yes. the river and it was dramatic and engaging and really takes you on this journey.
0: It does. A journey is what this film takes you on yeah. and it is such an enjoyable ride. You learn stuff, you feel all these emotions and the cinematography t- like it's just oh, it's just beautiful. It's
2: pretty spectacular. Mm. Another one was soaring over the waterfalls. It's so magnificent, especially if you're the kind of person who loves nature. I think that will really, really gel with you.
0: Yeah, it was good to get to nature Mm. as well, like to get out of your confines of of your day-to-day life. And that film really opens up the doors Mm. for you mentally. It was like a meditation for me.
2: I also wonder how much of it was purpose shot. Do you know that? I don't know whether it's just collected from, you know.
0: Stock footage or something. I think you would assume and hope that it was all newly captured for the purpose of the documentary. Yeah. But maybe there were some stock footage in yeah, there. No. It doesn't take anything away. No. But there were 39 countries depicted in footage. I'm not yeah. going to read them all out, but it's so diverse. Bangladesh, Australia, Bolivia, Germany, Iceland, mm. Iraq, Italy, South Korea, Spain, the UAE, the UK, so on and so forth. Mm. Like it really gives you a sense of – the global network of rivers.
2: Yes, 100%. Let's talk about the music for a second. The score takes us on a journey using Buck, Johnny Greenwood and his band Radiohead and features original compositions by Richard Tognetti, an Indigenous musician of Kalkadunga heritage, William Barton. What did you think about the inclusion of the, especially the Indigenous music?
0: I, I loved it. It yeah. transported me to somewhere else again and used sparingly but so beautifully. Yeah. So he had improvised that whole performance. It was Get Out. It was fifteen minutes of a vocal performance that they gave yeah. and three minutes uh, are used in the film. So At the beginning and the end. At the beginning and the end. Yeah. He was inspired by watching the the vision and, and whatever. And I think that was such a stunning creative choice to have yeah. done it that way.
2: And the sweeping orchestra over things like slow motion rapids is just hypnotic in a way.
0: That's a perfect word. Because there's this beautiful blend of the narration, the music, and the visuals, and it just comes together. It's
2: almost like a giant ASMR, isn't it? You just <laughs> sit back and you go, oh.
0: Willem oh. Dafoe's juicy S's. Yes,
2: music, beautiful visuals. You're in just in this room where you're just relaxed and then also prompted to feel things and, and want to do better.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Beautifully put. Mm.
2: Shall we wrap up our review of River Tim? Yeah,
0: let's give it a go. So River is but simply a mesmerising cinematic experience i was in awe and i felt inspired a little angry and emotional as it transported me not to a new planet but right here on earth in a way i've never seen it river reminded me of the power and beauty of our amazing planet and having been stuck inside for most of the last two years and still limited to where we can travel this film stimulated me to go see the world again and reminded me what awaits us if we dare to explore you need to see this film for more than one reason, if not simply to feel humbled and grateful to be alive. I'm going to rate River four and a half popcorn kernels.
2: Beautifully put, Tim. Thanks. So director Jen Peedham says she set out to inspire Wonder making this film, and I think that's exactly what it does. River is a hypnotic, beautifully orchestrated exploration of one of our most vital resources that inspires Wonder and prompts us to think deeper and do better. And maybe go for a hike and experience the majesty of a river in person. So I urge you to do that. I'm giving River four popcorn kernels out of five.
0: Well, there you go, guys. River is in Australian cinemas from March 24. Go check it out.
2: Now, Tim, before we jump into the news, we have another giveaway to announce. To celebrate the release of Scream... The newest version on DVD, Blu ray, and digital from March 30. Popcorn Podcast has five Scream movie DVD packs to give away thanks to Paramount Home Entertainment. And this pack features a Scream Blu ray DVD, the newest version, as well as a Blu ray collection of Scream, the original, Scream 2, and Scream 3.
0: Gosh, how many times can you pack the word Scream into a (laughs) paragraph? Count them, guys, five of these packs. Now, Scream returns to Woodsboro 25 years after a streak of brutal murders shocked the quiet town. A deadly new serial killer has taken up the ghost face mask targeting a group of local teenagers and resurrecting secrets from the town's past.
2: To be in with a chance of winning one of these five Scream Blu-ray dvd packs simply head to the website popcornpodcast.com and tell us in 25 words or less which is your favorite scream film and why the giveaway is open from monday march 21st to australian residents only and terms and conditions can be found on the website
0: that's a hard question because they're all pretty damn good aren't they i
2: think the original is just it for me all the time
0: yep makes sense all right lee Moving on into our news Mm -hmm. section, awards season is coming to a close with the Oscars just around the corner. But we have the Critics' Choice Awards and the BAFTAs to enjoy this week. So, let's cover off a few of the winners and what that could mean for the Oscars.
2: So, Best British Film… Was mm-hmm. Belfast at the Baftas, which makes sense, of course, because it is a British film. <laughs> it is expected. Um, but the best film was The Power of the Dog.
0: Yes, Netflix drama starring Benedict Cumberbatch and directed by Jane Campion, who also took out the best director nod at the Baftas. Do you think the writing's on the wall? The Power of the Dog will take home the best picture Oscar very soon.
2: I think she's a shoe in yes. for best director. Yep. Definitely. I'm mm-hmm. not sure about best film. I'm. Oh, I don't know. Can Netflix win a best film Oscar?
0: Would it be the first? I don't I think so. Yeah, that's pretty extraordinary. Yeah. Well, we don't have to wait long, guys, because the Oscars do come around on March twenty-seventh, or if you're in Australia, down under with us, March twenty-eighth. Yeah. Uh best actor, who took the BAFTA home for that?
2: So that was Will Smith, the King Richard, which we're expecting. Yes. I think he could take the Oscar this year as well. But one interesting one at the BAFTAs that they don't have elsewhere is the Mm. Rising Star Award.
0: I love that award. Which
2: was Lashana Lynch from No Time to Die. I love that.
0: Yes. She was the other 007 agent in Daniel Craig's Last Bow as Bond. She made a big impact there and I'm really excited that she took home this award.
2: So jumping onto the Critics' Choice Awards, okay – Best Picture was The Power of the Dog, Again. naturally. Will Smith for King Richard was Best Actor. Best Actress is Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. She's coming out as quite the front runner, isn't she? She
0: is. And I'm all for this. I yeah. thought her performance was fantastic. Are you getting nervous about, well, maybe I should be more nervous that Nicole Kidman's not going to take home the Oscar. <laughs> uh, who else do you see taking this home if not Jessica I Chastain? Saying,
2: I don't know. I kept saying that I wanted it to be Kristen Stewart yeah. just for the, you know, the pure magic of it. But yeah, I think Jessica Chastain could be in for the win. Look, I mean who else have we got in the best a- actress category besides Nicole?
0: Penelope Cruz right. for Parallel Mother and Olivia Coleman right. for The Lost Daughter, which is another Netflix film. I
2: think Jessica Chastain's got it in the bag this year.
0: Look, I love an Albiter and I I'm mm. not convinced Jessica Chastain's going to win the Oscar, but right. heck she could. But it's still on a knife's edge for me between Nicole, yeah. Kristen And Jess. And Jess, like I know (laughs) (laughs) I am.
2: Just Jess. Jessie. Yeah, you really want Nicole, don't you? Look,
0: I do. I okay. do.
2: One thing I'm loving is that best supporting actress consistently is Ariana Debosi for West Side yes, Story. Yes, yes, yes. If she gets the Oscar, I will be flippin' cheering.
0: I will put on a dress and ruffle all <laughs> yeah. my feathers and go on a <laughs> 1950s yeah. New York experience.
2: In terms of screenplay, best original screenplay is Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. Mm-hmm. Best adapted screenplay is Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. I mean, I think that's going to be reflected in the Oscars. What do you
0: think? Very strong Mm scripts very well deserved. I think we can almost lock them in as the expected winners at the end of March. Do you know
2: what though? My mind changes from day to day. (laughs) (laughs) I just keep looking going, no, I want this one to win. No, this is going to be the front
0: runner. There's so many award shows and you think you you know what's going to happen and then they throw a curveball and you then doubt yourself, (laughs) don't you?
2: Exactly. One surprising one is best hair and makeup is the eyes of Tammy Faye or at least Mm. I find it surprising because I thought Cruella was the front runner.
0: Look, I think a film like Cruella has... Oscar written all over it. So, I don't think you should worry so much. I think Corella will take home yeah, the golden man.
2: One yeah. thing I love as well as best animated feature at the Critics' Choice was the Mitchells versus the Machines.
0: We love this film so much. I mean, up
2: against Disney films, that's a huge, huge and well-deserved win.
0: A hundred percent.
2: Speaking of the Mitchells versus the machines, we have a little bit of exciting news to reveal in that we had a chat with the head of story on the film, Guillermo Martinez.
0: We had the best conversation with him. Like you can just see the energy and the passion behind the project and why – The product, The Mitchells vs. Machines, is such an astonishing movie. It
2: is so good. We have got
0: a really interesting insight into the process of making that film. We can't wait to share it with you very soon.
2: Yeah, so please make sure you've hit that follow button so you get it straight to you when it drops.
0: All right, Lee. I think it's time to move on from the award circuit with some really sad news coming out of Hollywood Mm. this week. Oscar-winning actor William Hurt sadly died at the age of 71. The celebrated actor was suffering from terminal prostate cancer that ultimately spread to the bone.
2: So sad. He was more recently known for his involvement in the Marvel Cinematic Universe since 2008 as General Thaddeus Ross, who was, of course, in the Hulk yeah. He's in the Avengers. you know. He's, he's been in Captain America
0: Civil War. He's been in quite yeah. a few of them now.
2: So Hurt has been acting since 1980 in film, television and theatre and he's often recognised highly for his work, deservedly so.
0: Now, Lee, it's a little less conversation and a little more action with the big announcement this week that Baz Luhrmann's Elvis and Tom Cruise sequel Top Gun Maverick will both debut at the Cannes Film Festival later this year.
2: Yeah, so the iconic festival has always drawn big films and star power. We can expect to see Austin Butler, who plays Elvis, and Tom Hanks, who plays his manager, Colonel Parker, grace the red carpet. The long-awaited Top Gun sequel also finally feels within reach after mm. several release delays due to the ongoing pandemic.
0: I got so excited when I read the headline that this film was going to be at a because yes. I thought I was unconvinced We're finally it was getting out. It. Yes. yes. So those is huge. So, there will also be some Aussie representation with George Miller's 3,000 Years of Longing, starring Idris Elba and Tilda Swinton receiving its world premiere at the festival. Little is known about the film, but it does revolve around the encounter between a scholar and a jinn, or genie for those playing at home, who offer her three wishes in exchange for his freedom, What follows, though, is a series of consequences neither expected.
2: The Cannes Film Festival will be an in-person event this year, and it runs from May 17 to 28, so keep listening to Popcorn Podcast because we'll have all the latest news and details about the festival for you.
0: That we will. Look, another day, another big toy franchise getting the big screen treatment, a Play-Doh movie. Is coming to cinemas from Hasbro and E1, produced by John M. Chu, who is also considering directing.
2: So, Chu and screenwriter Emily V. Gordon have said, get this, the team looks forward to bringing the audience a moldable, pliable, iconically <laughs> scented. Is Play Doh scented?
0: Are we getting our first scratch and snip <laughs> cinematic experience? <laughs> I
2: know. Um, bringing us this importance of imagination.
0: I love that line. It does have me intrigued yet slightly confused (laughs) as to what what they're planning. But no word has been made about a release date just yet. But we have plenty of other Hasbro film and TV projects to look forward to in the coming years. We have Clue, Dungeons and Dragons, more GI Joe films, Power Rangers, Transformers, which we're I love
2: Transformers. Look forward to that.
0: (laughs) Mousetrap and Risk all in development in some capacity.
2: I'm really excited about Clue.
0: Yes, oh, the costumes in that would be really good. It, correct me if I'm wrong. Has there been a Clue movie? There has. Yes. Like in the eighties. Yes, there has. Yes. Have you? I I need to whip that on. Yeah. Whip that on.
2: We'll whip out the board <laughs> game. We'll have a game.
0: Okay, it's a date.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the Dungeons and Dragons film, Chris Pine has recently shared what we can expect from that one. He revealed it's going to be Game of Thrones mixed with a little princess bride and just a smidge of holy grail. What a mix
0: of genres.
2: How intriguing.
0: Very intriguing. Well, this new film adaptation of the game has a huge cast, including Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, Justice Smith, Sophia Lillis, and Regé-Jean Page, and is expected in early 2023.
2: There you have it, guys, a jam-packed episode. We covered River, which is in cinemas from March 24. Make sure you check out that beautiful orchestral visual masterpiece.
0: Indeed. All right, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening.
2: We'll catch you next time. We are now on YouTube, guys, where you will find our latest celebrity video interviews. Simply search Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single
0: one. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer.